0: This was happening in the world. And this, this, this isn't just, this is not a made-up story at all. It's the real thing. It's, it's the Word of God. And the world, the world has happened around the world of God. But His Word is true. But to see who, were, uh, who, who may have known each other and, and who may have heard of each other, it's just very interesting. So I, I've got that that's coming up. But there, the setting of this verse of Scripture is, um, well, before I say that, I do need to to deal with one thing. Two things. Two things happened this week. One was expected, yet it was met with um, an unforeseen expectation because it came earlier than it was originally supposed to. And... Cam and Paige had their, Grandpa, I should let you announce it. They had, we'll take a second, do that. We have a new grandson in in our household to carry on the family name, Hendrix Kristen Carnes, born, born real early Thursday morning. He was 16 days early. Uh weighs five pounds and uh, seven or eight ounces he's 19 inches long but he's doing really well and he's pretty laid back like his dad except when it gets cold he doesn't like to get cold and he will let you know he doesn't like to get cold but but uh, a lot of joy in the house right now and uh, we're just blessed as our family grows and I just thank all of y'all for your prayers too thank you congratulations that's that's awesome Did you catch that, though? Everybody has seen Paige, and you know that she was expecting. But what she was expecting was 16 days away from when it was supposed to. So there was an unexpectation that popped up right in the middle. Another unexpected thing that happened This was totally unexpected. Don and, and Pam Hardister. You know, Don, my son Walker, I, I'll describe him. My son Walker said, He's the guy that wears the black police cap, and they sit right there in the corner, Don and Pam. Pam fell in her yard this week and, and broke her femur right at the joint. That, that, is, that is hard. That is bad. I, I've, she was in so much pain, and I, I saw her in, in so much pain. It just broke my heart. And it broke my heart for Don, too, because Don loves Pam. If you know Don, you know he loves Pam. He said, I love that woman as hard as a billy goat loves to butt his head against a stump. (laughs) Now, now you'll only go to the South to hear something like that. You may only come (laughs) to South Carolina to hear a description of love like that. But I'm going to tell you, that's deeper love than it sounds like. But his heart was broken that his wife was in pain and he couldn't do anything about it. And the medicine wasn't touching it. Wasn't touching it. And, uh, but by the next day, he said, the eagle is on her nest again and she's bossing me around. <laughs> she was able to even get up out of bed and move over. They did a hip replacement through all of that. Able to get up and move over to a lounge chair in the, in the room. And she said, he said, she's just smiling and says there's no pain, and she's bossing me around. I said, do everything she says, darling. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. So even through something unexpected, God, is still good. God was still good in all of that. God was still on his throne during all of that. Yeah, and that's actually a picture. That was the same day. I got that column the same day. Someone, how many times have I said that? A picture of life. Someone's having a great day. Someone's having a bad day. Such is life, right? Well, to set the scene for for what I'm going to tell you, Judges, the last chapter, the last verse in the last chapter I know I said Joshua. I know I said Joshua, but I'm I'm, I'm flipping over. See, I got Joshua right there. I'm, I'm not. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> the last. Is, I'm just setting the scene. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. It sounded like that day is a lot like our day today, right? In in the time of Noah. That, that I'm going to talk about in a minute. When, when I believe it's Genesis chapter 6, when, he, when God's talking about that, that time period, He said that everybody is only thinking of evil thoughts all day long. We're not so far from that. People were getting married. People were planning parties. People were living life. People were having a good time. And God says, it has hurt me that I have made man. Mm. And you know the story of that. And we may talk about just a little bit of that. Um, I usually, sorry, I usually take this time to go get my eyes like I did and to bring everything up here and turn to it. Well, I turned right to it. So, in Joshua chapter twenty-four, verse fourteen and fifteen, Joshua says this. In the beginning of this chapter, you'll find out that Moses has died, and now Joshua is going to take over. And things before are not like the way that they're going to be from this point forward. And it was really just one man in control, whose name was was Moses, but. God said, Moses, my servant, is dead. And I think God killed him. If I read the Bible right. Well, let me just put it it to you like this. One day, God and Moses went on a walk. Only God came back. And they hid his bones. You know why they hid his bones? God hid his bones because if he had, people would have worshipped his bones. People would have sought direction from his bones. There was a lot of craziness going on in those days. And God said this to Joshua. He said, be of of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. Moses, my servant, is dead. And now you're going to lead my people. And then he he set up a whole... People were used to listening to one person. And God said this to, to Joshua. He said, you will command officers. Officers will command people. And everyone will get the touch through this way. They, they, they did not have cell phones. They did not have Google. They did not have ways to administrate or, or, or give you an email. Word had to come down, and, and God was making it to where people would hear His voice. They actually had these these things called a herald. A herald would train his voice to sound like a king, so much so If you heard the herald, you thought you heard the king. And the purpose was, whatever the king said, people need to hear it as if I said it. So God was establishing some order. So Joshua ends up saying this to the people. Now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve Him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. He's talking about Egyptian bondage and God delivering them and bringing them out and requiring something of them now. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a proclamation right there. And Joshua was, was in control. But there was a frustration inside of him because people were doing what they wanted to do because that's kind of how it was going since the beginning of time. It did not take... Very long for people to start, uh, the Bible, as you, as you read the, the lineage and the genialities, and it, it did not take very long to where it said, and, and, and at this point, men begin to call on the Lord. And it did not take long after that to realize, like a chapter or two, that God said, y'all think about evil all day, every day, and it's all you think about. And by the time that they got to the next chapter, Judges, and and all these kingdoms had been set up, he said this. In those days, there were no kings, and everybody did what they thought was right. Can I tell you that that is at the very least the greatest definition of chaos that I've ever heard? When everybody does what they think is right, our our country has never been more torn up than it is right now. And everybody thinks they're doing what's right. And they'll even tell you that I'm doing it in the name of the Lord. And, and I believe that, that this is how easily gullible we are. That someone in charge can come into a room like this. And from the parking lot, you would hear how we are. Dun, 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 dun. It was like, I know what to say to them. And go right down the street to another group of people and oh, okay. Totally different what I said down there. But they think I'm on their side and they think I'm representing them. God is not divided. But churches are. If you want to learn about division, don't go to school and ask them about math. Just go to church on Sundays. Is that too mean on uh, January the 1st? This just the state of where we're at. Can I tell you that churches, some places right now, are full of balloons, and we're going to make everybody feel good today. It's January 1st, hallelujah. I'll bet you, I'll just, good night, no, I'll just go ahead and say this, i bet you I'm one of the only pastors in America today that hadn't taken an offering yet, Today. Now, I'm just going to tell you, if you want to give an offering, that's already in your heart whether you was going to give or not. Me asking you to give did not going to make you do it anyway. That's a matter of the heart. And I could end on that. And I would go home saying, I preached that one sentence right today. That's in your heart. But it not make it too tight in here. People are looking for when they want an answer. And people that believe in God want to know when he's coming back. And in Luke, Jesus said this. He said, it'll be like it was in the day of of Noah. Well, in the day of Noah, God was so fed up, he was about ready to destroy the place. (laughs) Fed up. Fed up. People were doing everything that they wanted to do. And it described Noah. Just just, just a little, I mean that that gets as I looked up things on Noah, people are confused about what the Bible says and what it didn't say, so they start saying what it said, and it didn't say that. But in Second Peter, I think it's two and five, it did say that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. But I don't think anybody was listening because when it came time to go, God said, Gather your family. So when he comes back, if he's coming back like it was in the days of Noah, I think out of that I could extract this Build an ark for your family, build an ark for your family. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I've been preaching for 27 years now. And there's great things that encourage me. There are also things that discourage me. And I will continue to preach. But I'm making sure that I'm building an ark for my family. I'm pulling my son. I, I was gonna say I'm pulling up in my bed. That little joker. He ju- where you? There you are. He jumps in my bed every night, right up there with me and mom. And I I, I love it. I absolutely love it, because history tells me that that won't be the case every night of my life. He doesn't <laughs> stay there. They were looking at us like we weird. I was wondering why it got kind of weird in here. Like we live in that little cabin with one room. And we knew Pastor John was country. We didn't know he was that country. He stays a few minutes, and we, we, we sometimes we, we, we watch something on TV, but we pray together, and we look at some things in the Word, and he's growing. Because as for me and my house... We'll serve the Lord. I'm just saying. I said I'm not going to preach long. I'm not. I'm just making sure what I am going to say. I've got, I've got two sermons on this, and I haven't touched one of them, and that's the one I thought I was going to preach. And don't worry, it's all fresh. Maybe this one. You know what I've learned when I get two sermons? One of them's for me. I I used to, I, it took me years to work that out with God. I would think I had a sermon, and then he was like, and I was thinking, oh, they'll like that. They'll amen right there. And God showed me when He said, "You're not going to preach any of that." I hope you enjoyed it because that was just for you. Take your pride out of the. Yeah, I'm not even touching that. And somebody should say hallelujah. But the rest of it, I'll complete, and it's just a little bit more. I was coming out of my house this morning and realized I was already running a little bit late for men's breakfast this morning. And I got out of the house only to realize I had parked my truck. I'm sorry, I had parked Christine's car in front of my truck. I don't usually do that. I gotta go back in and turn. Gotta switch vehicles out. I'm already running behind. How many of y'all remember how it rained all day yesterday, right? Well, my garage floor turns to ice whenever it's wet. Now, it's great. It, I mean, it, it's concrete. It, it's wonderful until your feet get wet. But when your feet get wet, and they don't get wet till you get out there, but when you come back and you're in a hurry, Thankfully, I didn't fall. I've almost done a split in my 50s that I didn't realize I could. You can. And if you can't, you can come close where you think you're about to. And I realized Something just like that just hit me. This is where you slip, and this is when you slip. And I'm so used to getting out of my truck and coming in like like like, like it's nothing, and I've I, I've I, I've had it happen so many times that now whenever it's raining, I'm telling everybody, hey be, everybody, be careful. Once we get everybody, be careful. And I'm, I'm like literally like walking like this. That thing's like ice, isn't it? I need to get that thing textured and cut that out. But the fact is, it's slippery. I have to be careful coming home. You have to be careful coming home. You have to be careful what you bring home with you. You get... you. Home is where you're comfortable, and comfortable can get you in trouble. I have come up in there so many times, and I know the deal, and about the time I remember, it's slippery. I'm already sliding, and I'm looking for a place to land, and it's scary. And what's bad about it is I knew that was the situation before I got there. I just did not think about it in time. My dad passed away when I was 28 years old. Devastated me. He was my best friend. I looked up to him more than anybody. He 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 touched me with his life. But at 28 years old... I wasn't ready for life without my dad. And um we had y'all y'all remember VHS tapes? Y'all can remember that right. VHS uh Caleb, I know you don't know. Caleb. I know. Happy birthday, New Year's Day to you. I'm sorry she looked up at the clock. I told her about eleven forty one she was born on New Year's Day, fourteen years old. Happy birthday, Peyton. That's awesome. Sorry that your dad didn't get last year's tax credit for a whole year but anyway, that's a whole that's that's a joke. So when my dad passed away and we the whole family got together, my brother had gotten us all a present, and it was a videotape of some. It was a VHS tape of of some moments in my dad. And it was, uh, it actually had one action part in it. And it was my dad dancing with his first grandson. My dad was six foot four and Justin was just big enough to just barely do anything. My dad had this dance that he did. Everybody, it was breaking our hearts. We were crying, blah. It, but it was most of the video was still photos, but they would just move them in, you know, nicely, and 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 and, and they would do something fancy around. And that's where technology was at at that point. But it but it made us, it touched our hearts because that was our dad, and that's all we had left now was these memories on this VHS tape, and it was precious. But I. will I remember something I'll never forget. And and I think it was actually a letter to me. But my dad, when I was in college, he would send me a letter every week. And he knew when it was bow season, he sent me a picture of, he drew a deer out and drew an arrow coming at it. Hey, that's a good dad. But as you read down to the letter, to the very end, it said the same thing that it said every time. And I remember as, he, as, as they scrolled down the letter so you could read it, then it zoomed in on the last line, and it followed it out, and then it came back, and it followed it out one more time. And I could hear my dad's voice. And it was what he always said when he knew that we were about. To, I was about to drive from Tennessee back to South Carolina, actually right here in Fort Mill. It said, "Be careful coming home." And my baby brother that made that video made sure that we kept seeing that. Be careful coming home. Be careful coming home. When Kenzie was was leaving this world, a lady that meant so much to us gave us that word. She said it like this. She said, we're all just walking each other home anyway. We're all just walking each other home anyway. My call and my message to you this morning is, number one, make the proclamation. As for me and mine we will serve the Lord number two build an ark around your house my family if I were to preach and have thousands of people saved and lost one member of my home to me that's not okay so I'm saying, I'm going to win my family and whoever else. And I'm just pulling that out. Okay. I want us to sing a chorus together. And that's how I want us to end it. And I'm, I'm going to ask if you want to go send back. Now we can move around. If you want to go get your children and pull them up, I want my family. Come on, Mimi and Walker. I want you all up here with me. We're going to sing from right over here. It's just a simple course. It says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And as simple as that is, there's no balloons that are going to fall today. There's no smoke machine. There's no fancy lights that are going to go off today and make you feel better. But if you'll do this over your family... You'll have something inside of you that says, yes, this is my purpose. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. The Bible says this. He said that, that we were predestined and that, 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 that he, he, was, he was pulling us out. When he did what he did, he said he foreknew us and he predestined us, didn't he? Did, didn't it say that? I'm just giving you the top line of those notes. I'll preach the whole thing if you need it to really make sense. But just this. He foreknew us and he predestined us, but then he called us. The foreknowing, you knew nothing about. The predestined, you didn't know anything about that either. But the called, that's whenever it all comes together. This came from somewhere. He had his eye on me. He had a plan for me. And my purpose has to start right here. My calling, my first calling is to my family. And I want you to make that proclamation today. My first calling is to my family. And as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Will you stand and just gather them, pull them close to you?